What's up, everybody? This is John Mark. This is Anna. And this is No Turning Back. What's up, everybody? This is John Mark. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. I pray that this is a blessing for you. The episode you're about to listen to is a controversial subject of which I believe Christianity as a whole has tried to kind of brush it under the rug. We don't wish to condemn anyone as we believe we are all sinners. And we've said this many times in the podcast, we are all sinners. But we do want to share the word of God and God's will for our lives. We believe that this is a topic that cannot be ignored any longer if we wish to continue honoring God as Christians. What is this called? No Turning Back. <laughs> Welcome to No Turning Back. So I really the like this. where we don't go back, we only go forward. Exactly, because there's no turning back. Yep. You know why there's no turning back? Because there's nothing in the back. Yeah. Well, there's always something in the back, but you know... Party's in the front. Okay, we're not wearing mullets. Oh. <laughs> party in the back. Oh, wait, yeah. Party's in the back. It's the first. business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> okay, I got that back. Let's do, you should My have bad. called this the reverse mullet podcast. Oh, that would have been cool. So it's let them. Business, business in the back, party in the back. Think about it. Yeah, What's mullet backwards? Huh? What is mullet backwards? Let them. Let them. Tell them. Oh, yeah, it's tell them. <laughs> Where are you getting I can't spell. That sounds I don't know. Oh, tell them. Tell them like it is. You yeah, there you go. That's good, too. But Reverse mullet. Anyways, yeah, it is reverse mullet. <laughs> Welcome to Reverse Mullet Podcast. My name is Anno. And my name is John. And I'm backwards mullet Tyler. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. The show where we talk about absolutely nothing but hair products. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about the Bible. I'm trying to think of something to say. Mm. Okay. Anyways, welcome to No Turning Back. We're your hosts, Tyler Ramsey, Anna Raquel, and I'm John Mark. Hi. <laughs> we're just Tyler's over here DJing. So we're actually all together today, and it's weird. It's not that weird. It's actually a lot better this way. It is. But, I mean, we've been recording the podcast together for almost a year now. And I think this is... it. Yeah. It's been almost a year now since we started recording all together. And I think what's weirder is that I don't think we've recorded together but maybe one time. Other than via... Okay. Um, I just forgot the word. Zoom. Zoom, yeah. Sorry, my mind goes... Sorry, just... It goes backwards. It goes backwards. <laughs> it ran off backwards. again. You're I'm, not supposed I'm, to go. I'm chasing all these rabbit trails <laughs> trying to remember what I need to talk about. So, anyways. Controversial topics. I've never really truly understood why they're called controversial topics other than... You know, I, you know what I think it is? It's just that it's a real conflict... <laughs> between it's a real conflict between uh you know the human spirit and what god actually wants so it's a real battle between flesh and spirit yep so like i said controversial topics and we are going to be talking about controversial topics which 
I guess we're just looking for a fight, right? Hmm. Might as well, right? <laughs> Make things exciting. Yeah. But you know what? My desire in life, since I started this podcast, and well, before I started the podcast too, to serve God and to honor God and to speak the truth in love. And Tyler, you and I were talking about this on the phone a little bit earlier, that this topic that we're going to be talking about, it's, it's hard. And it, it's going to be hard to talk about it, sharing the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what way we look at it, some people are going to say, "Well, these guys are being judgmental. They're being they're being uh, intolerant." Popular word of the day, and it's not going to be easy. No. But what's going to be unpopular for a lot of people? <laughs> unpopular opinion: God is great, and people are crazy. I'm not going to finish the other words of that song. Because... <laughs> Anyways. God is crazy. So, the topic we're going to be talking about today is homosexuality. Like I said. Controversial topic. Today, it seems like... Well, Anna, do you remember one time we went to San Antonio? Many, many years ago. And we were going to the river walk. I want to say it was a couple of girls. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And back then, it wasn't very common to see that type of stuff. No. It's obviously becoming more frequent. Yes. Becoming more frequent. And I've got a question, though. Because it's becoming more frequent, does that mean that we have to accept that as, as acceptable or as something that is not a sin in God's eyes? So the question that I would ask is, um, and, and a lot of people bring this up too, is that, you know, homosexuality, it is a sin according to the Bible. It's very clearly stated. And it's not just an Old Testament thing. It's also in the New Testament, very, very clearly. So the question is, how do you treat anybody with, with any kind of sin? You know, none of us are without sin. So in yeah. true honesty, you know, we, we really... We shouldn't really do anything different as far as how we treat somebody with sin. It's the matter is that we ourselves don't begin to accept it as okay. You know. Yeah, and honestly, I don't view this of homosexuality as necessarily a controversial topic. Rather than people see it as a bigger sin than other sins. I don't know if it's that so much as. People now are, are thinking it's it's not necessarily something I do so much as it's something that I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you start talking against it or saying anything about it, the people who are living that feel like we're threatening their, quote, identity. And that is where I think a lot of the offense, I guess, comes in. Yeah. people feel like they're being personally attacked. Yeah. Well, to that I say, well, I'm feeling personally attacked because my identity is found in Christ. And so whenever anybody attacks against Christianity, I feel personally attacked. So 
on that note, we could say people who believe in homosexuality that it, that it is acceptable and it's not a sin, and they say everyone who doesn't accept it has to accept me, or else they're being um, intolerant. Isn't that kind of um, I forgot the word. An oxymoron. Yeah. Or what do you? Contradictory. Okay, repeat what you said before. <laughs> no, people, people who say who live in that in the lifestyle of, of homosexuality, saying, "Hey, I, oh, I believe that this is not a sin, and if you don't accept it as being as not being a sin, if you don't agree with it, then you're being intolerant." Well, I, isn't that being contradictive? Yeah. Contradictory. Yeah. Well, it is, but you know, the question is, what are we supposed to do? Yes. What should we do when they tell us that? How do we act in response to that? <clears throat> I think really, um, I think in general, just as human beings, imperfect human beings in general, I think we do that a lot. I think we use. The Bible, um, like especially like if you hear like atheist talk, a lot of them are really knowledgeable about the Bible, so they're really good at using the, you know, the scriptures or the verses or the words, um, to flip it to make to make it look like, to make it convenient for what they're doing, and I think um, not to defend that side. My goal is to approach this with love. Um, cause it's something that I struggle with approaching with love on a day to day basis. But um, I think I think it's in general that's 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 what we a lot of us try to do is we say okay well, you know I'm struggling with this sin of lust or I'm struggling with the sin of identity or I'm struggling with the sin of um, just whatever it is. But you know what the enemy whispers in our ear. And it just has to be one little whisper to get us to... Because, I mean, we're, we're biased anyways in our sin. Enemy just has to whisper in our ear, you, you know what, why are you struggling with this? It's okay to do that. Doesn't the Bible say blah, 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 blah? In this topic, homosexuality, they talk about love, about how it's all about love and equality and all that stuff. Doesn't the Bible say love everybody? And it yeah. does. But I feel like... Especially with the LB, ABCDGQTW <laughs> community, um, I feel like that's what they try to use it as. Is us as Christians, we try. There's some that may, some that do, some that don't. But the right Christians approach it with love, and they feel attacked because they're so used to. I don't know if they had a trauma in their lives, or if they're just they're just so trained in their mind that because as a little as a little kid i guarantee they didn't grow up like that i guarantee they didn't grow up thinking well oh well, i i'm gonna be gay or i'm gonna i'm gonna be a transgender when i grow up something has to happen something has to be whispering in your ear some trauma has to happen for them to really go that direction so i think as to answer your question it's our job to just continue educating them and just anybody when it comes to to sin, like I would want you to educate me sometimes or remind me, hey Tyler, you're sinning, man. And I know you're using that as an excuse, 
Like, Tyler, I know you're using this as an excuse, but I just want to let you know the Bible says this. And I'm saying this with love. And knowing you, I would accept it, obviously, because I know you're saying it out of love. But with them, they're so trained that they don't want to accept that, that we're saying it out of love. Yeah. yeah. I think one thing, too, that has it is, is moved, especially kids, people in our generation, to be to accept sin as something acceptable is the idea of just be yourself which is good to an extent but we need to remember as Christians we are representing if I could get myself to talk right today we're representing Christ and Christ is good he is just he cannot allow sin in his presence. And with this, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. None of us in this room are saying that we're perfect. But I know each and every one of us want to seek God. We want to follow after God. We want to live our lives pleasing to God. So that the world can see, so that everyone can see when they look at us, they say, oh, this guy loves God. Mm-hmm. You know what that makes me think of? Uh... So like you say, how we how should we approach it? I think of how um, when they were in the tabernacles and was it Matthew that was they were doing like they were being tax collectors, right? Yeah. And Jesus went in there and flipped the tables and was yelling, <laughs> "You don't do that in this house." Let me just think of that because I mean, I think Christ was angry, mm-hmm. but he was also doing it out of love, and so I think just. From that, what I get from it is um, it's okay to love people like that, and but it's not okay to bring it into our... Like, it's not okay to just let it happen. Like, it's not okay to not say something. Yeah. Because us as Christians, we're not... Yeah. Like, it's it's almost it's almost just as our fault if we don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. If we allow it to happen. You know, Jesus could have been like, okay, well... All right, well, i just let you know that I love you, and you'll keep doing that. No worries. No, he went in there and was like, this is my father. He was fighting for his father. Yeah. No, and you know, um, I try to tell people this. We're not trying to save you from homosexuality. No, I'm not saying we. I mean, God is not here to save you from sexuality. He's not here to save you from pornography or whatever the sin is that's in your life. He's here to save you from all sin, from eternal separation from Him. So, really, you can't, um, how do I put this? You you know sports, right? We we talk about this sometimes. (laughs) But if if you've got somebody, tell me a sports player, I don't know anybody. Uh, Tim Tebow. Okay, Tim Tebow, he plays football, right? I know that. Okay, so if he's playing, what does he, who does he play for? Well, he's actually re- he's actually retired now. Okay. Let's you know let's say Dak Prescott. He's the quarterback for the Cowboys. Okay. Let's go. Cool. So, we'll upset with him right now. But. Would you expect him, who plays for the Cowboys, to? Would you judge him if he's not doing plays that are for like I don't know, Forty ers or whatever? Oh. Would you judge him for that? No, because he's not a 49er. He's a exactly. Cowboy. So if he were to switch teams, then yeah, you would be like, okay, well, I expect you to go by the orders of that coach. Mm-hmm. 
And the same thing with God. There are saved and there are unsaved. That's it. There's only two kinds of people in the world, saved and unsaved. I don't mm -hmm. care what the unsaved are labeled as. It does not matter. Nor mm -hmm. does it matter what denomination or group mm -hmm. the saved are. But there are two different types of people, right? People mm -hmm. who are unsaved and who are living in sin, whatever the name of that sin is, we cannot expect them to stop sinning until they come to know the Lord. Yep. And even after we come to know the Lord, we're still still fighting the flesh. What is Ephesians 6? What is it? 612? Yeah. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against... Powers of darkness of this world. world against the spiritual wickedness in high places. But this is what 1 John 2, 1 says. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So yeah, I think like, we need to put verse 9 like, in there too with that one. Which one? Verse 9, 1 John 1. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all mm -hmm. unrighteousness. First, no, this is 1 John 2. Oh, 1 John 2. But well, 1 John 2, 9 says he that... Never mind, that's not even <laughs> <laughs> that work. But but the truth is, yeah, God never expects us to not sin. As long as we're in the flesh, we will sin. Yeah. But the difference is, again, some of us are saved and others are not saved. Yeah. Now, on that note, though, we could you went with sports. We could also go with another controversial topic today that that people don't like to talk about, and they're the police force and judges and lawyers. Judges, lawyers, the police, all of them are supposed to, to, to represent what is good and just in this world. And yet we still see some that in there that they're not good. They're not just. Mm -hmm. and, and some of them, they're morally speaking, ethically speaking, we could say they're questionable. Yeah. You know? And sadly, in the Christian world, in the same, on that same line of thought, in the Christian world... There are Christians that it's questionable whether or not they are truly Christians. And as Christians, Tyler, Anna, each one of us, we have to ask ourselves, am I showing myself a Christian or are my actions questionable? Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but I know I have to say sometimes my actions have been questionable. And I think it's important to note that our actions, while they need to be, uh, you know, honorable or whatever, in in the sight of God, acceptable. But we got to remember that the reason that we do what we do is because we love God. It's not about trying to change everybody around us. You know, it'd be great if they all did look yeah. at us and say, "Oh, I want to be like, I want to serve the God that you serve." You know, but not not everybody's going to do that. Yep. We have to be like Noah, you know, he spent a hundred and plus years building an ark for a flood that took a hundred years more plus to get to get there, you know, the people probably thought he was crazy and he still kept on doing what God said yep. to do. Okay, I'm going to keep doing it even though these people are probably thinking I'm nuts, you know. Yep. You know, I think, I think it is like we were talking about earlier, I think it's okay to in love say hey that's not okay hey you know you can rebuke right now and the Lord will confess your sins and you'll be saved right 
Make sure I'm not misquoting. Okay. Which yeah. Sweet. Okay. I just want to make sure. Um, you can say that, but I mean, you you, you want to get controversial, so I guess you don't want to. But that's just the way it is. So <laughs> this world right now, not just that group, but this world, including that group that's that's in it. Um, they're intentionally, I think it even says it in Revelation, they're intentionally using what the word says and they're flipping it for bad. Mm-hmm. Like, what do they make? Oh, it's in New York and it's like, it even says in Revelation, it's like, it's gonna, it's like a bear of peace and with the, with the wings of an eagle, um, of, so I, I can't remember the verse, but, Isaiah? huh? Are you of Isaiah? No, this is in Revelations. It's oh. one of the one of the beasts. Now, one of the beasts, okay. and yeah, just I recently, just... I don't know. I need to get better at reading that part of the book. But, <laughs> um, but in in New York, they made something. They made two statues, and these two statues are exactly what the Bible describes it as. And each of these statues, it's like a bear mixed with the eagle, and mixed with something else. And then there's a dragon on the other side of a statue, and it means something else, like peace and harmony and the bible says when they use those two words peace and harmony that means i don't know it means that means it's really bad i don't know but but they made those that's the bible says it's going to happen and they're they're flipping what the bible says about love and peace and harmony and and being saved they're flipping it for bad and they're intentionally because this is a spiritual battle that we're facing but they're facing too Mm-hmm. They're intentionally using it to attack us. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, that is hard. They it are. Is hard. Because the thing is with that, what you're saying, I'm sorry, I'm, I know we're all getting all excited here. I know, I know. But <laughs> it, it's, like, it's like, okay, how do I determine what's truth and what's not truth? This, it all goes back to that. And Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Yep. And in uh, 2 Timothy, I want to read this. It's 2 Timothy chapter 2. Um goodness the whole chapter is really good so if you have a chance read it all of course but read the uh, whole bible (laughs) read the whole bible yeah um what i want to read though is this part where it says uh hang on a second you know my my bad it's chapter three (laughs) it's chapter three but still two is good too three verses one through seven this know that in the last days Perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, (laughs) despisers of those that are good, despisers of those that are good. You hear that what we are talking about here? Traitors heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. So, see, it looks like godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. That's really good. Yeah, and then verse 7 says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. How many times nowadays everyone's all about science and technology, ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And sometimes more knowledge is not better. Sometimes it's a matter of get rid of that, go back to the scripture 
This is what I was saying, 2 Timothy 2, 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure y'all heard me laugh at a word that Anna just read in the Bible. Well, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Incontinence. I'm trying to, what does it say? Let me see what it says in a different... What verse was that? Second uh, uh, Timothy 3... Three. So, so they will be unloving and unforgiving. They will, they will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Okay. So, my imagining, I imagine that they're they're translating incontinence from the King James version to the NLT to having no self-control. Mm-hmm. Because what is incontinence? It's a lack of control. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's why I was laughing because. I mean, we think when we hear the word incontinence, we think of using the restroom. Oh, <laughs> oh did you know that? It's like a medical term. <laughs> no, that's, that's enchanted. That's Spanish. Oh. This is an English word. <laughs> incontinence. Oh. Which basically, it's a lack of control. It's a lack of self-control. You know it's a lack of self-control. It it's a, it, I was laughing because I never put that into that perspective. I never would have thought to use that word in particular. But it fits. It does. It fits very well. It's just a lack of self-control. And you know something I was thinking about, and I'm pretty sure someone wrote this Well, I like how down. it says it in the King James. It says, without natural affection. Yeah. It's like, what's natural is, you know, between men and women, perhaps, but not the other way around. Yeah. I mean. But so, we can go on and you just, like I said, it's, can y'all hear the train? I live next to a train. They're giving us our two cents. They're giving their two cents. Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, first of, us, first of all, I want to use my favorite verse in the Bible again. Tyler was just waiting for me to use it. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So first of all, I want for us to realize God loves us, each and every one of us. It's not that we deserve God's love, nor that we're able to earn God's love. He loves us regardless. Regardless of whether we're tall, short, skinny, fat, handsome, ugly, pretty, ugly, or pretty ugly. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what color our skin is. doesn't matter doesn't matter how old we are doesn't matter whether or not we're perfect which none of us are God loves us and he sent his son to die on the cross for us we read in the Bible and we know through the through the Word of God that no matter how hard we try we cannot earn our entrance into heaven we cannot earn our way to heaven it's all by God's grace and God's love that we again do not deserve you know what Jesus said that um Okay, let me backtrack here. A lot of people nowadays believe that the reason they don't like Christianity or religion, if you want to call it that, whatever, is because they feel like it's accusatory. Like God is always accusing people of wrongdoing. But really, if you read the scriptures, you'll come to realize that that's actually not the case. He's pointing out a, he's pointing out an issue. He's like, it's kind yes. of like when you go to the doctor. You get an x-ray done, and then they bring you back to the office, and they're like, look, I'm going to tell you what I saw, okay? This is what I saw. This is what's wrong with you. 
And if you decide to get all offended about it and go home to like, the doctor was me and he said I had a, you know, I had a tumor or a broken rib or whatever, you know, it's like, well, okay, if that's the case, then go get a fix. Don't cry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like saying, but guess what? This is the problem, but this is the solution. God yeah. is the same way. Can Absolutely. Absolutely. And so on that note of, of the love of God, I want to I want to read another passage. Romans chapter 8. And this is another one of my favorite books of the Bible, Romans. And this particular verse, Romans chapter 8. Verse 38, and I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky, verse 39, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So let's think about that. So God so loved the world that he was willing to send his son to die on the cross for our sins. And then Romans chapter 8 says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Okay, no matter what we do, there is nothing that is going to separate us from God's love. His love is always going to be there. But we have to understand, too, that God is a just God and he cannot allow sin to go unpunished. And that's, that's where it becomes hard. Because we want God to accept us and our sin. Well, look, let me tell you. The doctor told me recently that I have to cut back on how much coffee I drink. He said, if you want to live a healthy lifestyle, you got to cut back on the coffee. But I want to live a healthy lifestyle, but I want my coffee too. So just work out more. <laughs> That's what they told me. <laughs> but you know what? Coffee's more fun than working out. Just gonna say that. <laughs> but I mean, coffee is worth working out for. I'm just true, <laughs> true. So my point is this: you can't have your cake and eat it too. That is a very famous saying. So think about this: you could either live in sin, which is your choice, or you can live a life to love and honor God, which again is your choice. I'm not here to. To tell you, you have to do one or the other. I'm not here to say that you have to live for God. You have to choose to live for God. And I think it all comes down to that, your choice. Well, each and every one of us want to choose. And I think, too, that's why in Romans chapter 1, we read this. Romans chapter 1, verse 22. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. I know I was stealing a verse from somebody. Claiming to themselves to be... Wise, they became instead utter fools. Instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshipped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatsoever, whatever shameful things their hearts desired, and as a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshipped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who is worthy of, to, of eternal praise. Amen. Ooh, if I keep on reading. I'm telling you, the whole Bible is good. It is good. <laughs> but you know, there's a common denominator in all these verses that we've been reading here. That word truth keeps on showing up, you know? Yes. And... Um, there's a there's a verse that I would like to look at. Make sure that I got it right. 
I think it's 2 Corinthians 10, 5. I just wrote the verse down without writing like what it said. Yes. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Um, our, our thoughts play a really big role in what we do eventually believe. If you tell yourself enough times that Mm-hmm. You tell yourself something enough times, you do start to believe it. I'm six foot tall. Mm-hmm. You know, if you keep telling yourself that, you'll and, start and believing just it. And mm-hmm. just a solid muscle. <laughs> I tell you, I'm a so I'm not a, a carpenter or a good engineer or builder or anything like that. But every time we go to, it makes me think of that. Every time we go, me and some friends may go to like Synergy, where you can play games, Mister Gaddies or whatever. And every time we come up to a really cool game, it can be like the biggest game in the whole place. I'm like, you know what, guys? I can make that. They're like, you can't make that. There's no way. <laughs> like, yeah, you got all the, the wheels and the turns and the lights and all this stuff. And you the, the plexiglass. He goes, Tar, there's no way that you can make this. I was like, yeah, dude, uh, we can make this game and this game and this game. We just build it and we can make our own Mr. Gaddy's or our own Synergy. I'm telling you, it's going to be so easy. That that's what that's what it makes me think of. Because every time I go in there, I keep telling myself, "I can do that. I can make that. I can easily do this." And then when it comes down to it, I guarantee if I start doing something like that, they're like, "Why? Why am I struggling with this? I don't understand why this is shorter than this, and I don't understand." <laughs> that's what that makes me think of. So we do do that. Yes, we do. We do yeah. that a lot. Dude, well, dude. and I talked with some people. <laughs> what happened? Did I miss some? Silence. Oh my goodness. So I just, I really hope that that got on the recording. <laughs> so we do do that. So we do. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I do like what John said, though, about bringing up, you said you brought your favorite verse, John three sixteen, because, again, this podcast is not to attack that group or any group. It's not to say, we're not, not to judge, but, I mean, just with that verse... Say there, it's never too late to to turn back. If you, I mean, if if you if you lean that way, you're a part of that group, and you hear this podcast, it's never too late to turn around and repent. It's never too late to get down on your knees and say, "Lord, I'm struggling with this. I've been struggling with this, and I don't know what to do, and I want a different lifestyle, and I want to live my life for you. Please forgive me and help me." There's, there's so much more to you as a person than your sexuality. There's, it, that's the thing that, that's the whole point of this. But you know what? When we're talking directly about homosexuality or any type of sin, really it's the people of God who need to remember that they need to take a stand. So many of us are afraid to say anything because yes. we do get basically crucified if we do say something accused of being those little fancy words that everyone likes to say, homophobic or whatever, transphobic. I mean, Which, phobia means I'm like was, super scared of something. I was going to say, I was, I was going to say, that's I'm just, just an improper you, use of the word. If that's the, if that's the way to say it, then I'm also, I'm also murder phobic. And <laughs> what else is there? Pedophilia phobic? Spider phobic. Arachnophobic is the correct word. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, birdophobic. I'm lightning phobic. 
Lightning. Lightning. Oh, I thought Lightning. Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Lightning, and I was like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, like, Tyler's scared of wagons. I'm terrified of wagons. <laughs> the four wheels, that's what it really gets me. Um, I'm terrified of people who can hear good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're normal people folk? <laughs> I'm right-handed people phobic. Whatever. I'm gonna take a step back from you then. <laughs> you know, y'all were sharing some verses, and this verse really popped out to me. I think we used to set our last topic actually. First um, Corinthians thirteen, four through seven. Love is patient. Love is kind. Mm. So that one a little bit louder for the people in the back. It is, love is patient and love is kind, for people in the back. Um, so that means wake up. Oh. Um, now, well, you know, I was really pondering over this for at least the last couple of days, and I said, what, man, Lord, what, what do I need to, like, give me a word or something. Like, what, what do I need to say here? Um, and he said, well, love. And that's a word. That's a, that's a word that you know, LBGQ or whatever community. I don't know how to say. It. But that community uses that word, <laughs> love, and that's they use it improperly. I think they want to love more than anything. Oh yeah. And they're scared to get broke. But as you know, as Christians, I don't know if we covered this or not. But it's our job to love them. And it, I mean, it, it's just... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have to love them too? We have, it's part of, that's what it says Whoa, right here. That's just something just completely new to me. Yeah. I'm not really that. Just, not everybody can read sarcasm. Guys, you, he was being sarcastic. I was being okay. sarcastic. Well, I'm offended by it. So, uh, um, <laughs> just kidding, that was also sarcastic. So, but it breaks it down, it breaks it down what love is. That group uses love. We use the word love. What is love? Love is patient. Are they patient? Mm. Most of the time, not really. Love is kind. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take a That's pause hard there. there. That's... It does not envy. It does not boast. When you truly love somebody, like my wife, I'm words of affirmation, so I like to tell her that I love you all the time. And I would, I like to hear it because I am words of affirmation. So I would like for her to tell me no, but uh. So Abby, should, if you're listening. Yes, Abby, if you're listening, <laughs> please say that more. No, uh, <laughs> no, but but, how does she know that I love her? How does how do I know that she loves me? We show it. You don't have to. We we don't boast about it. We don't. Oh, well, I love you, so you shouldn't do this. Oh, I should. No, we 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 show it to one another. We don't have to say it because we show it to one another. We don't boast about it. It's not proud. Does not it does not dishonor others? Ooh. I'd pray, anybody listening, I would definitely meditate on that one. It is not self-seeking. Ooh. It is not self-seeking. That's a fun word. That is for everybody. I I, I have struggled with that before not too. Not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. truth. Oh, goodness. Preach it. There's a T word again. Yeah. Truth. But. You know what? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. it's your turn. <laughs> but you were talking about love. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is kind. All that. Um, and you said that the LGBTQ community is, they're desperate for love. I think everybody is. Oh, yes. 
It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. Everybody is looking for that. And, but the, the, the thing is, we need to figure out what is love. And guess what? The Bible has answers for everything. Because here in First mm. John chapter 4, um, it says, where do I start? Um, we'll go with First John 4, 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. So if you want to know what love is, God is love. If you want to know who God is, then that's where you come to the scriptures. That's the only place where you're going to find love. Not in a church, not in... (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. Not in a church, not with your family, not in any particular person, only in God. So no matter where you are, just come to God, for God is love. Absolutely. And you know, I love one of my favorite stories is the story of the prodigal son. And it's because it talks about love, a love, the love of the father. What did he do whenever his son came back home? He didn't go and say, hey, you did wrong, so you have to prove yourself to me. No. He ran to him and embraced him, hugged him, welcomed him, welcomed him back home and made a feast, gave him back his robes, his clothes, his good clothes, put a ring on his finger, said, this is my son. He was lost, and now he's found. Oh, that just puts goosebumps on my on my skin. And you know what? It's crazy thinking on that same line. Like, I, I just picture God. He really is such a father-like figure for us. It's not that the Bible uses that term so often to describe God. He's our heavenly Father, the, and Jesus talks about him frequently as being the Father. And I think about, you know, God said that we are heirs of the kingdom. Heirs of Heirs, not errors. Heirs. H E I R S. Heirs. Good clarification. You know, like, you know, we have uh, our a great aunt passed away here recently. All of her belongings and stuff. She didn't have any children, so the, the nieces and the nephews inherited, in a way, what she had. Um. Yeah, the great-nephew inherited something, too. Great-great-nephew, I should say. Yes. But anyway, that the point is, God makes us a part of that, of an inheritance with Jesus, his only son. Why would he choose us? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just, to me, it's amazing. It's um, Yeah. And so I want to, I mean, we can, it, it, we've noticed we've not once can we haven't personally condemned the people. God hasn't condemned the people who've decided to live that sort of lifestyle. What's condemned is the sin. What's been said is wrong is the sin. It's not even just that one. It's just... Yeah, it's sin sin in in general. general. It's like, it's... You know, the problem, though, we have right now is that the church, the people of God, are refusing to identify things that are sin. 
God said it explicitly in the Old and the New Testament. Absolutely. And so what's going on is that when you start accepting sin as okay, then you're also accepting the curse as okay. You're refusing to acknowledge the problem and let God change us. Absolutely. And you know, that reminds me, if you ever read the first, what, three chapters of Revelation, it's seven letters to seven churches. And one of them, if I, if I can find the church, Christ was speaking to that church and he said, you're neither hot nor cold. And so because of that, I will spew you out of my mouth. I will vomit you out of my mouth because you're neither hot nor cold. I would rather you be either hot or cold, but you're neither one. And I think the church has become, is coming to that point. Yeah, where it's like, oh, we, we, we don't know what's right or what's wrong. Like, are you in the light or in the dark? You can't be in that gray, shady area. Yeah. Because you're, they don't mix. That's what Jesus said, didn't he? Mm -hmm. In John chapter 1. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, we have grown to the point of just not wanting to say sin is still sin. You know, going back to what I was talking about earlier, the police, judges, lawyers, all of them represent or supposed to represent what is good and just and right in this world. And, you know, each one of them, they're, none of them are perfect. They're still humans. Did you just crack your back, dude? No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm getting old. 26, coming up in April. Anna, you and I are getting, well, you're already 30. And I'm gonna be 30. And you say you're old now? Man, Tyler. <laughs> you better us feel old now. But anyways, sorry. Rabbit trail. <laughs> so those judges, lawyers, police officers, they're all supposed to represent what is good and what is right. And yet they're not perfect either. But we expect them to be different. Once we find out that someone is a judge or a lawyer or a police officer, we expect something different from them. As Christians, the world expects something different from us. The question is, are they seeing that difference? Mm -hmm. What's the different thing that they're supposed to be seeing from us, that they're expecting from us? They're supposed to be seeing the love of God in us, in every fiber of our being. But they're not seeing that. I have to say, they haven't seen that from me sometimes. But love is a curious thing, because although love is patient and kind and is not envy, envious and boastful, love is also sometimes hard. Yeah. But love rejoices in the truth, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It rejoices in the truth. Love rejoices in the truth. So, this is the thing. If someone is going wrong, if someone in my family is doing something wrong, out of love, I'm going to say, hey, this is wrong. They might not like me for it at the moment. But if they know that I love them, they will say, oh, okay. Hey, he loves me. He's no, looking out for me. We don't always know either. We don't. Because, like, think about your, your kiddo. 
You know, sometimes he likes to pick up the scissors or sometimes he'll, if you're not watching, the two-year-old kid comes and grabs the <laughs> knife and you're like freaking out like, no, you're not supposed to play with that. And you snatch it from him, you know. He's going to look at you like you are the worst person ever. You yep. took away the knife and I was going to play with it and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't realize how much harm the knife could do to him. Yep. You know, and that's the same thing with us. When we play with sin because we think it's fun and whatever and our Heavenly Father comes with the, the Bible and he's like, yeah. snatches it from us and we're like mad and like God so, stop you don't let so me know who I want to be on that of a fatherly figure being fatherly and having to discipline their child or having to to take something away that their child might think is fun story time Anna you remember as a kid and Tyler you've seen me as a kid too so you know I've always been a very <laughs> I've always been a very mischievous kid I remember one time I was about five years old my dad is, like I said, we, Anna and I grew up with our dad as a pastor. And my dad was pastoring a church here in Amarillo. And on top of that church, there's a big blue sign that faces the, the highway, faces I-40, and says, Jesus saves, if I remember right. Big blue sign with white letters says, Jesus saves on it. And that sign is still up there, by the way. But anyways, the sign was getting old and the paint was chipping, peeling and everything. And so my dad decided, well, it's, I need to go up there and paint it. I was always very close to my dad, always wanted to be with him for everything. So, naturally, I climbed up onto the roof of that church with him. And he was while he was painting, I was running all over that roof. And there was one moment I got a little closer to the edge than my dad would have liked. <laughs> my dad ran up to me pretty quick. He pulled me back and he said, don't get near the edge. In my little five-year-old mind, I was like, why? I was having fun. And you just, you are a crusher of fun. Fast forward years later, I'm working on putting up a new post for a mailbox that someone had knocked down in front of my house. I'm working digging out, digging, digging the hole to put in the post. My son is in, a tr in the truck. Because my wife was at a ladies' meeting, so I was with, I was alone with my son, and he was in the truck, and I didn't want him getting in front of me with using the shovel, so I had him in the truck with the windows rolled down. Next thing I know, I hear my son yelling, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. I look up at him, and he's halfway out the window, standing on the little armrest, and I freak out. I say, get back in the car. I yell at him to get back in the car. And I started running over to him as I yelled that. Of course, he, his little two-year-old mind, it scared him. Because daddy's not supposed to yell at me. Mm -hmm. yeah, but he, is. he wasn't supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. He could have fallen. He, couldn't have, he could have gotten hurt. And I didn't want that for him. And then I thought about that time when I was on the roof with my dad. And he got on to me for getting too close to the edge. I could have gotten hurt. And he was trying to protect me from that. Sometimes God does things that hurts. But it's for our good. It's because he sees the big picture we don't. Yeah. We see a little puzzle piece. Sometimes not even that. You know, sometimes some of the things that God tells us to, to do or to not do, we ask I don't get it. Why? It doesn't make sense. You know, we're 
always looking for a rationale behind why we need to do whatever. But like, I mean, Joshua was told to march around Jericho. And I was about to say like, that. What what sense did that make? Was there was that even a good well, military strategy to go take the people and march around the walls of Jericho? Yeah. Well, what sense did it make for which one was it, Elijah or Elisha, to pour twelve barrels of water on a on an altar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing. God loves confusing people like that. Like God loves messing with our minds and saying, you know what? You think you know everything, but I'm about to show you. You know. I'm about to show you, you don't know squat. You know what yeah. I mean? <clears throat> you know, uh, to redirect to homosexuality, I was thinking... <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Calling it out? Oh, um, I'm just kidding. No, to redirect to it, uh, I was thinking, as y'all were talking, another thing that they that, that group has that they do is they have a flag... And you know what color that flag is? Yeah. It's a rainbow. Or colors. Colors. Rather. Rainbow it's a rainbow. And it and I was thinking about it and I, I kinda had the conviction of over it honestly because um as I was thinking about it as y'all were talking, because they use it they use that rainbow color for bad. Cause the rainbow is for God's promise that he never flood the earth again, right? Mm-hmm. And so every every time I think it's actually my wife's mom who had to tell me out of love. She had to tell me out of love because we were talking about something rainbow related. And I said, no, I'm, I'm staying away from that. I don't care to be around that. No, I don't want anything to do with the rainbow related. And she goes, well, you remember that in the Bible that God uses the rainbow as a promise. It's also a promise. I was like, yeah, you know, that's right. You so know something the rainbow gets me like yeah. upset. You know something else thinking about the rainbow? A rainbow is really a... It is an unusual event, to put it in the least. So, when we see a light, what do we see? A light. A light, right? But if you put if you put a prism in that light, what happens to it? If you put a drop of grass, or a drop of grass, a drop of water in that light, what's going to happen? It's going to become a rainbow. So it's it's breaking apart that light into all the different colors that are there, those colors that we don't see. Mm-hmm. So what I think is awesome about the, the the rainbow and the promise behind that is God sees what we don't. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Just my two cents. Continue. <laughs> that was really good. I like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess it kind of goes. Yeah, I like what you said. Yeah, but I didn't think about that when we were talking earlier about the rainbow flag. But, um, and that just, and what their meaning is for it is it's a sign of love. And it is a sign of God's promise. But, yeah, I I had conviction over that because, you know, the things that they're doing, I got so focused on of, oh, man, that just irritates me. And then I had to have someone else who's a Christian tell me, well, Todd, Get back in the word, Tyler. That's not what that's not what it's originally made for. It's made for good. I'm like, oh man. Like I even think I even I was unconsciously telling myself, this is bad. Rainbow's yeah. bad. This is bad. The way we see love is bad. 
And I had to have someone else tell me how to love. Nope. We have a very skewed way of seeing love nowadays. Yes. And we need to get back to basics. God. God. God is love. God. And see, the thing is, it's not about me. And I think that's... Well, going back to what Anna said, too. It's We've made this everything in life about me. It's all about me. And it's not. Mm-hmm. This podcast, we, it's not about me. It's not about listening to John talk. It's about God. In fact, and I was, I think I was telling you, Tyler, I didn't start this podcast just so I could share with other people. I made it more for me to remind myself to follow God. Mm-hmm. And we're imperfect. We are imperfect. But you know what? Just knowing you're imperfect and knowing who is perfect. I th- and I think that it comes to that. Just we know we're imperfect. We're no. We we know we're unworthy of God's love. We know that we are undeserving of His mercy. That no matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, we're not going to gain entry into heaven by ourselves. It's by the grace and mercy and love of God. Mm-hmm. And so. The understanding of love should lead us to the point of knowing that we need a Savior. I'd like to read one last passage, I promise. This is the last one. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, sorry, I, have, I forgot to look it up, though. <laughs> well, as you're doing that, I was thinking, too, I had someone ask me today, because, you know, like I said, we have a lot going on in our world, and they said, well, what what are you leaning towards with our presidency and stuff? Are you are you leaning a lot towards the Republican side, the Democrat side? You know what? Like, what? How do you feel about that? Are you angry at them? Are you angry at this side? Are you, what are you gonna do? What if what if you have to choose one side or the other? And I was like, and then we start talking about this topic. That's what it was about this topic about okay, which side are we gonna lean on to get ready for like a big battle or something? And I said honestly, um, we shouldn't be on either side. <laughs> Should be on God's side, yeah. Yep. And it's whatever this, whatever this person, this side says, or this side says, we need to focus on what God says. Exactly. To humble ourselves. Sorry. No, oh, you're good. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we're all sinners, right? Yep. Remember, I talked about how when the doctor comes in to give you your diagnosis, he says, "This is what's wrong. This is what we need to do to fix the problem," and your decision whether or not you're going to receive that treatment. If we come to God who says that we are all sinners and that we, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. If we accept his gift, he says in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. This is the promise that we have. We do not have to stay the same if we think that whatever our sin is, is our identity, God can save us from that. He can transform us into a new creature, person who is a child of God. Amen. Guys, we're coming up to an hour already. And I think it's been a good conversation. And I know we could keep on talking. But I think we're going to go ahead and cut it off right here. Guys, thank you all for listening. 
Remember, God loves you. It's not about us. It's about God. It's not about what we can do. It's about what he can do through us for his glory. Thank you for listening and tune in next time.